Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. As we've been reporting, lawmakers on the Senate Intelligence Committee have voted to require intelligence agencies and the Pentagon to provide an unclassified report to Congress on unidentified aerial phenomena. It's an amazing story. Another amazing story, of course, is Peter Davenport from the National UFO Reporting Center. Peter, what do you have for us this week? Well, good evening, George. I'm delighted to be able to report that just this afternoon, after weeks of delays and falling behind the torrent of incoming UFO reports, I finally managed to catch up today with the accumulated reports and update the UFO Center website with the posting of almost 1,900 of the most recent reports, George. And a few of those I'll talk about in a moment. However, before I go into those reports, I'd like to tag on to my last week's report another sighting incident from the distant past that I find so intriguing that I'd hope to include it in that report last week. I suspect that members of the Coast audience recall that My UFO update last week focused on a possible UFO-related incident that was reported by Governor John Winthrop, first governor, I believe, of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, which, according to Governor Winthrop's diaries and notes, appears to have occurred near present-day Boston in the year 1639. The incident appears to have included possible abduction of three men in a boat, Well, I got so wrapped up in that report, George, that I ran short of time and didn't have time to present another outstanding past sighting case, this one from the year 1925, 95 years ago, near the city of Casper, Wyoming, which involved a schoolhouse full of pupils, most or perhaps all of whom apparently witnessed a very strange object hover near their school and then suddenly streak off in the daytime sky. The incident, of course, sounds somewhat reminiscent of the so-called aerial school sighting from Zimbabwe, Africa, in September of 1994 that has been so nicely covered by Coast. The Wyoming sighting, however, involved the mother of a woman who I believe is a regular Coast listener, George, and the incident apparently was so dramatic and so well documented by eyewitnesses at the time that the story made its way into at least one and perhaps several of the local Wyoming newspapers. If we have any listeners tonight from near Casper, Wyoming, who enjoy ferreting out stories from a newspaper morgue, please uh, ask them to send me an email and we can communicate. Well, now finally touching on more recent cases, I'd like to focus on the state of South Carolina which I've mentioned so many times on Coast, something is taking place there. Uh, Four reports briefly, just summarized, uh, on Wednesday the 17th of June, just last week, a woman reports she saw uh, a very strange red fireball that apparently came out of the water, or appeared to, and hovered for several several seconds. I don't know the exact duration. Two hours later, a gentleman reports something very similar, four lights coming on at a time sequentially, maybe 15 seconds along each one of them. And two two more reports that I think I'll just skip over, but just briefly, one of them has a father and son reporting that an object appear 
split into two, the second object split again, making three, and one of the daughter products uh, split again, making four objects that hovered for almost a minute above the water. I hope that somebody in South Carolina is picking up on this and will do a newspaper article and maybe an investigation, but that's that's how the world looks from my seat, George, and I'm delighted to be able to share these these incidents with the coast audience. They keep coming in, Peter. Peter's website, ufocenter.com. If you see something, uh, go to that website. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.